Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nhte.net. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from London, England, my guest is a singer-songwriter who plays guitar and piano. Her independently released debut EP garnered over 2 million plays on Spotify and charted at number 6 on Billboard's Next Big Sound. She has toured the southeast of the U.S. twice and is number one on Reverb Nation in the Netherlands and number 96 globally. This coming fall, she will be attending NYU Clive Davis Institute of Recorded Music while simultaneously working on new material. She was also a two-time full scholarship winner of Berklee College of Music's Summer Performance Program. You've been hearing a song of hers entitled City Shoes. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Victoria Canal. Hey, Bruce. Thanks for having me. Hi, Victoria. It's, it's great to, to finally here. talk to you. Yeah, thanks Thanks so much for taking time for this, I will say, tonight, <laughs> since it's evening over in London. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, already there are lots of questions swirling around that I want to ask you, but let's first have you talk about the song that we were just playing, City Shoes. Mm-hmm. Cool. So you want to know a bit about how I wrote it, right? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and um, since I was talking, since I was talking over most of it, you can t- tell the listeners what it's about, <laughs> since they couldn't hear the lyrics. <laughs> um, City Shoes was written. I, I wrote it about. Uh, basically, I had moved places. I had moved from one city to another city, and uh, and had to let go of someone very close to my heart. Mm. Um, that I was involved with. And, and when I got to the new city, I wanted to buy something. I wanted to own something that signified the, the, the closure of our relationship, you know, and, and of the beginning of a new chapter and the freedom of a, of a new, uh, stage in, in my life. Um, but having bought those pair of shoes only continuously reminded me of this person. And, uh, really I, I just couldn't stop thinking about wow. him. Uh, and I think that that sign of closure actually only made it worse. And it was kind of something I did in denial, wow. <laughs> you know? So yeah, that's what that, that song kind of means. Well, to what me. a fascinating angle because I, I, I never considered that. And, you know, to go through that and then to say, well, darn it, now every time I look down at these shoes, <laughs> you know, yeah. it certainly reminds me. So did you throw them away? I mean, this is a true story, yes? This wasn't a, a hook that you came up with for a song? This is this really happened? No. Well, actually, I was sitting, I was at a, a writer's uh, kind of retreat thing, and we were we were just coming up with titles, and, uh, and we put words together. So I actually, um, it is a story. I can't say it was actually... Uh, uh, real. I, I do have shoes that do remind me of this certain person because they're the shoes that I that I met him in, and I remember every detail, like the sweater he was wearing, the shoes I was wearing, you know, the, the everything, the day of the week. It was it was very. I'm kind of a little bit weird when it comes to that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, like you know, when you meet your the person you you think you're in love with, you you just kind of remember everything. Um, but yeah, I I, uh, I just remember these two random words uh, being brought together because the. Ex- exercise was picking two words out of a out of a hat you know uh-huh. and uh and the, the two words were sh- city shoes and I, and I was like oh my gosh that's a song and i and, and i have an idea for it and that's when i wrote the song okay because i'm because i'm the detail person that wants to know you know did the girl throw the shoes away did she sell them on ebay did she return them to the store <laughs> so you know i, I, think, I, I tend to overthink I think it's those more things. like it's more like um she she owns the shoes and she deals with the fact that that they like she kind of deals with it the same way that you deal with loss over time 
like they deteriorate and then eventually when they die it, it like and when when you throw them away because they're actually just done with or too old that's when i think the closure finally came and where and when did you write that song i wrote that song in 2015 uh and i wrote it in the attic of my grandparents house in georgia ah okay well, yeah. let's uh, let's before we really roll up our sleeves here with the interview. Let's get the most obvious question out of the way first. I'm sure you've answered this hundreds of times, but for the listeners who are just being introduced to Victoria Canal, can I trouble you to talk about the challenge that you have overcome physically to do all that you are doing in music? Sure. Uh, I was born with a condition called amniotic band syndrome, which basically uh, occurs. Um, one in every 1,200 births, and uh, it it just uh, it's basically a fluid amniotic fluid in uh, a mother's belly. That this is how I explain it to children. It's a it's a it's kind of like a thick water in in a in a mother's belly that stops a part of the body from growing. So in my in my case, it was uh, my uh, right arm. So I was born without half of my right arm, and uh, basically have grown up hoping to simply live my life uh, as well and as strongly as I can, regardless of that, because ultimately it's not really a big deal. And um, in in doing that, I hope to uh, help others kind of do the same with, because I think everybody kind of has their their missing arm, you know what I mean? Like, uh, but sometimes it's not so visible. Sometimes it's not just so apparent. It's something that you're battling with internally or, um, you know what I mean? So yeah, I guess a, that's, that's kind a, of the That's way. a terrific okay. metaphor. But at the same time, I think you're also being too humble because for Pete's sake, you're playing guitar and you're playing piano and, and, <laughs> and doing so in, in a, in a fashion that you're having a lot of success. So, Thank you. It, you know, is this something that, I don't know how, you know, was it, was it, I'm going to show the world or was it, Hey, look, you know, I just, I was interested in playing guitar. I was interested in playing piano and I just learned, you know, get over it, Bruce or, or, or what, because I'm, <laughs> I'm fascinated by the fact that you're singing, you're songwriting, you're playing guitar, you're playing piano. And, and as you just described, this is not holding you back. So when, when did you, what was the impetus to start into all this? Well, my grandma, uh, on my American side, I, I told you that I wrote City Shoes in my grandparents' house, so in Georgia, um, and my grandma was a was a piano teacher, so I grew up listening to to music in, uh. in church and stuff, um, and I'm not really a religious person, but I, I did grow up visiting my grandparents in church, you know, and, uh, and, and church music, spiritual music always really inspired me, and... Um, and she let me sit on her lap and, and play along with her when I was four. And I started lessons when I was six because I told my wow. parents that I was really interested. And, and I think they, they could tell that there was something there, you know, some sort of musical inclination. And, uh, yeah, and I, I don't know. I, I would say um, you asked me whether or not, it, you know, I do things out of the stubbornness of wanting to prove people something, you know, rather mm -hmm. than just kind of doing it because it's no big deal. I don't think about it that way. I think I definitely am the stubborn kind. Uh, and <laughs> good, yeah, like, because, like, good, for example, because as you started to say that, I got nervous. I thought, uh Oh, she's, she's saying, Hey, come on, Bruce, you know, but I'm uh, good. <laughs> good. Yeah, no, no, definitely. It's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm the kind of, um, I'm the kind of person like, okay, for example, six months ago, I started doing this personal training thing at, at my gym mm -hmm. um, because I was tired of, of not being my strongest self. And I also didn't like knowing in my heart that I couldn't do pull-ups. And I didn't want that. I didn't want the reason that I couldn't do pull-ups to be because I had one arm. So now I can do, you know, 10 pull-ups and it's because I've trained myself to, to be as strong as I possibly can be despite of, of this, you know, awesome. and, and yeah. So, and, and I love going to the, to the gym, for example, and seeing people look at me and, and be like, oh my gosh, like poor girl or, or, uh, I wonder what gives her strength to work out. And I can actually have a conversation with them and say, I, I want to do this because there is no time to waste in life feeling sorry for yourself or feeling like you can't, uh, be in control of who you are and what you do. 
you know? So, so I love to push myself in whatever way to have that freedom when it comes to music, when it comes to my body and my spirit and just the way I, I see the world, I if that it. makes sense. I love it. Yeah. What a great attitude you have. And I, I, I can't believe that you're 18. I feel like I'm talking to a 28 year old. I mean, this is uh, this is great <laughs> stuff and, and very inspirational. A few weeks ago on the show, I interviewed Mark Ensign, who is a bass player. He's here in the greater Tampa Bay area, but just told a, a fascinating story, and that's why I love, Victoria, that you're telling something equally inspirational. Mark, I, I really only had him on the show because I wanted his inspirational story to get out. He, he told about how uh, he graduated from college, went out and played on a cruise ship for a year and a half or so, came back home and gulp, moved in with his mom and uh, decided, uh, living in New Jersey at the time, decided that he was going to go and uh, make it on Broadway as a bass player. And so... Listeners, if you, if you did not hear episode 174, listeners, with Mark Ensign, especially if, if you're really kind of down in the dumps and doubting yourself and thinking that your goals can't be reached, Mark tells this really, really wonderful story about how he did end up, and it's just really so creative how he got himself onto Broadway. Uh, Victoria, what, what about geography? Because I'm, I'm all kinds of confused here. You're in London right now. I mentioned in the intro that you're number one on Reverb Nation in the Netherlands. However, you also were an Eddie's Attic songwriter shootout winner in 2014. And we all know that that, that fabled venue is is here in the States, up in Atlanta, Georgia. Plus, you were yeah. a, a, a two-time full scholarship winner of the Berkeley College of Music. That's where Mark Ensign went. Uh, their summer performance program, which is up in the northeast of the U.S. in Boston. And on top of all that, you're going to be attending NYU, so New York. What, what, what is the deal with all this? Are, are you a gypsy? Do, do you live out of a suitcase? <laughs> That's the perfect way to describe me. Yeah, <laughs> I am a born and bred nomad and road traveler. Basically, uh, I grew up traveling with my parents because of my dad's um, field of, of, of work. And uh, I I have just had the, the pleasure and the privilege of seeing many places. And, and I think it's kind of um, conditioned me to want to keep going in that vein. So I started online school in 2013, I think it was, mm. and uh, did online school for the, the latter part of my high school years. And um, during that time, I traveled quite a bit. I got as, as much music education as I possibly could um, through the support of my parents. And I, I think that that education um, through travel and, and through, you know, those programs was, was very helpful for me. Uh, so I, I respect and praise Berkeley College of Music so much. And <laughs> I'm so excited to go to NYU because they, they helped me discover who I was as an artist, you know, and mm. and. Uh, and help me gain gain the confidence to, to feel like I think when you're when you're young as a as an artist or maybe just even as a human being you feel like there's no place for you because there are so many artists and human beings. But I think as you get older and with the right people around you, you start to learn that you can live in harmony with with those people with with the community. And it's like the more you know, the better, and the more people you know, the better, and that kind of thing. So I guess that's kind of the approach I take to travel is uh, that every time I'm I'm settled in a place. I'm happy and I don't want to leave, but then there's something that takes me elsewhere. Mm. And and there is always a, a split second where I'm like, oh my gosh, life is perfect here. I don't want to leave. <laughs> but the thing is, I, I, I feel that way every single time. So it's more like traveling and never staying in one place has really taught me to um, to make the most of the situation that I'm in and just feel utter joy and utter, utter happiness in, in the moment. And I think living in the moment is something that takes some people 50 years to learn, if at all. And I'm just kind of um, relieved that I'm, I'm getting there at my age. <laughs> well, Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. And, uh, and Dominic Pages, he's been the, the guest uh, on this show two different times. And, and he always preaches about that of, of you know, being in the now and, and uh, Absolutely. Uh, listeners, those were uh, episodes 56 and 8, if you want to go back and listen to my interviews with Dominic Pages. But, uh, you know, I, I have this list in front of me here, Victoria, that I read off of all those different places that I mentioned where you've been. But you mentioned before we started recording today, you also mentioned even Dubai. You, you, you were there at some point. Yeah, so in 2012, uh, my my parents uh, had an opportunity that brought us to Dubai, and uh, that was basically 
I sorry, I say basically so much. That must be really <laughs> annoying. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, the, so in 2012, I moved to Dubai because my parents had an opportunity that brought us there. And this was after, uh, it was around a month after I recorded my first YouTube video and uh, a couple of years after I had uh, written my first song. And when I got there, the, the school that we uh, enrolled in um, had, had this spectacular uh, music program and an amazing music teacher, Matthew Langridge, that took me under his wing and showed me the reins of not only songwriting, but also the music industry itself, mm-hmm. uh, which is a whole other ballgame. And uh, he, he showed me just how to um, really be persistent, but not annoying when it comes to seeking out opportunities and emailing people and just kind of being a little bit fearless and and uh, understanding that you always have something to learn but never thinking that you're out of your own league so i would start you know uh emailing big big shop producers and being like hey i want to work together <laughs> at like 13 years old that was ridiculous but you know one of one of every 100 or 200 emails would come through and then i'd have a gig you know in a wow. restaurant or wow. or i'd have a, an interview like i remember when i was um 13 14 i can't remember but i had my first ever TV interview. And it was this Iraqi TV show. Nothing was in English, but it was my first time. And like, what better way to trial, you know, your, your comfort in front of a, a, you know, you know, in front of a TV (laughs) camera, the TV cameras and the stuff, you know, then, then some foreign language, you know, foreign TV show in the middle of, of a place where you've never been. I don't know. I, I think it was fun. Well, sure, <laughs> and, because, and because it, then you could keep saying basically all the time and they wouldn't say, this girl keeps saying basically because they don't even know yeah, what you're saying. <laughs> by the by the way, let, by the way, in a, in a minute, I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to plug your social media and everything. So while I'm doing that, you can like, you can like go on Microsoft Word and then put in basically and then do review thesaurus and you'll have some some other words that you could use so that you don't feel so so conf- so conscious about i keep saying basically yeah. <laughs> okay no this is fun I'm, 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 I'm having fun this is this is good um and, and needless to say you know all this travel that you're doing i mean it captain obvious bruce i mean it, it must totally <laughs> feed your creativity as it relates to being a songwriter because you're just exposed to so many new situations scenes opportunities am, am i correct yeah, exactly. It's it's a uh, it's so um, re-energizing and continuously uh, inspiring to to sit down with people from all over the world who have all different stories and different backgrounds. But you see a common thread with all of them. No matter where somebody comes from, they have all fallen in love for the first time, and they all were nervous at their first day of school or have let down their their parents sometime or, you know, have lied for something and regretted something in the past. You know, and there's there are these universal um, small moments in everybody's everyday life that we're all connected by, and I think that's mm. the most beautiful thing that I've seen. Wow, nice. Uh, speaking of traveling, you recently went on a songwriter's retreat. Yeah, tell, last tell week the I listeners went to, about uh, that. Yeah, I went to Glastonbury. Well, actually, it's a place right next to Glastonbury. Uh, sorry, I'm eating blueberries. I probably shouldn't be doing that during this interview, <laughs> but it's <laughs> it's keeping me energized. Um, so i I was writing with or I was basically thrown into a week of magic and art and creation with 49 other songwriters right next to Glastonbury in this small town called Somerset. And, um, we were just in nature and writing, you know, two or three songs a day. It was so cool. I I definitely want to go back next year, but, um, yeah, this, this year is really the first year I've started co-writing seriously and, and it's opening my, my mind to a whole new way of writing. I feel like I've grown a lot. Wow. Awesome. Well, uh, eat some blueberries and and look up um, synonyms for basically while I tell listeners that I am Bruce Wozniak and joining me today (laughs) on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from London, England is singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist Victoria Canal. She certainly is very much on social media. You will find Victoria on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Her music is streaming on Spotify, and you can purchase Victoria's music 
on iTunes, Amazon, and other online music retailers. Speaking of Amazon, we'd appreciate it if you would go to www.nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get over there so that they will send me a big check for a small amount of money that does help this show. If you want to contribute directly to NHTE, there is a Patreon campaign. It's patreon.com slash NHTE. Or again, you could just go to nhte.net and click on the Patreon button there to go over to contribute. There's some nice thank you gifts for donating. A Facebook group called NHTE Listeners is where you can chat with others about this show, guests, things of that nature. There's some musicians in there that talk with one another. Either search on Facebook for NHTE Listeners or click on the Facebook group button at nhte.net. If you want to write in, our email address is podcast at nhte.net. And don't forget to sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net. And there are also icons there. If you don't want to sit in front of your laptop and listen to the show on the website, you can take it with you. Click on the corresponding icon at nhte.net for iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, or TuneIn Radio. Do make sure that you subscribe and tell a friend. Our social media, there's icons for those too at nhte.net, Our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Victoria, I mentioned in the intro that when you go to NYU this fall, you will also be working on new material. However, I see on your social media that you've actually been doing so already these last few days. Is is what you've been working on and what you'll be doing this fall once you're in New York all going toward maybe a, a full album release next year? You got it. Yep, awesome. that's what I'm working on. Yeah, is hopefully a full length. And I'm still trying to decide with my management if it's going to be an independent release or if we're going to go for a major uh, opportunity. Um, so, But I haven't really felt that out yet. I really want to be in control of what I'm doing. But at the same time, I, I am writing music that I feel like I really want a lot of people to hear. <laughs> um, so we'll see how that process goes. But for now, I'm just focusing on the music and focusing on um, growing uh, my audience online with with covers and and uh, and just sharing my original music ideas and seeing where that gets me. So. so right now, is it is it just writing or are you actually doing some recording over there? Well, uh, the idea is to write the entire uh track list before actually going into uh, the recording studio. So I've written over 25 songs for this record, and it'll be probably between a 9 and 12 track album. Uh, but uh, I, we still have a few more to go, and I have a few more to go before I think it's time to sit down and, you know, uh, pick the needles out of the haystack and see what works so for the uh, under album. Under the circumstances, where and when will you record? Uh, honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I, I, I do not have an answer to that. But hopefully in New York, if not in London, um, I, I, I don't love taking time off. So if it, if it means that I have to be traveling and working all the time, then that's what it'll be. So, so recording down here in Tampa is not an option. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Anything is an option. Being in such a major music market like New York, will you be looking to get booked there to do some live shows? And, and, and if so, would you perform solo or would you maybe look to say perhaps put together a trio to perform in? So most of the time I do, rec I do perform solo on my own uh, because I love the way that an audience can really just be absorbed by pure piano and vocals. I know that when I watch one of my um, idols or one of the artists I respect, I love it to be as stripped down as possible because I've heard the album version already. Mm -hmm. So when I, when I see them live, I, I want to see where the songs came from, you know, when, when they wrote it in their bedroom or, or, you know, in the attic someplace or in the garden, you know, I want, I want to see that from them. So that's kind of what I want to re recreate with my live show. So in New York, it sounds to me like you're saying that, that yeah, if there's opportunities, you will, you will try to get yourself booked while you're there for, for NYU. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm actually already, um, I'm already being booked. Uh, I've got a couple of shows in, in September, uh, and if you, if you want to keep up with where I'm performing, you can look at my bands in town uh, and also Twitter and Facebook. I'll be posting about my shows there. But, uh, yeah, I, I'll be fe featuring in a couple of open mic nights, like having longer sets, you know, as, as an opening act to the night. And uh, yes. I've played Rockwood Music Hall before, so hopefully I can, I can get back there 
and do some more some more shows. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is, everyone loves trying to come up with a band name, but in this social media-driven age, do some research before you settle on a band name and start getting the t-shirts printed. For example, in addition to a web domain, you want to check to see if you can get the same social media handle across all the major platforms, and consider even coming up with something that will have a short, relevant, and memorable hashtag. Then, once everyone's in agreement, lock those all in at once before another user snatches them up. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show. To make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers to get the tips in one concise format, there is a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 1, Volume 2, and Volume 3 for purchase in ebook format, giving you all the tips from episodes 1 to 40, 41 to 80, and 81 to 120, respectively. Just go to www.brucesbonusbook.com for online ordering and instant delivery. Victoria, what has been different about spending time working on new music in London versus doing the same here in the U.S.? Or, or do you maybe work with the same people regardless of location, perhaps just utilizing Skype? No, actually, I found that there is an amazing scene here in London. I had I had grown up thinking that the, the music scene in the UK was so inaccessible and only for the best of the best of the best. And now I'm here and it's like a family. Once you mm. once you meet, you know, people in the same circle, you basically know everybody and and uh, and you continue meeting, uh, you know, talented people that just want to collaborate and make music together. It's, it's, it's an amazing scene. I, I, I've never seen anything like it except for maybe New York, but New York is very hectic and I find London to be somewhat more relaxed. So I'm, I'm very central to, uh, to a train station called King's Cross. And, uh, from there I can easily access wherever I need to go for, for a writing session. It's so much fun. It's like I have a day job, but my day job is to go to people's houses and, and write songs with them. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, not, that's not a <clears throat> that's not a bad job to have, huh? Yeah, yeah, no kidding. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty happy <laughs> living a passionate life. Yeah, and uh, listeners, go back and check out episode 119 where I interviewed uh, Carl Lindquist. He's splits his time between Sweden and London, and uh, really kind of describe what what you're saying there, Victoria. That and and to some extent, and, and there's been other guests on this show. Uh, from the UK, I'm thinking of Luke Potter on episode 98, and and they've discussed on this show with me, uh, you know how you say that um, it's it's very vibrant, but it's also very welcoming, and and there's something there for everyone. It's not uh, painted with one brush exactly. where it's all one genre. Exactly, exactly. Walk us through your EP landing at number six on Billboard's next big sound. What 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 is the process to get on their radar for consideration? And and like you said, the the person writing the song in their garden. Uh, where were you when you found out? How and when did you find out? <laughs> uh, I let's see. Okay, so first first of all, I didn't do anything to get uh, that charted. I woke up one day. In Georgia, actually, where I had written most of the songs on the record, but it was around a year after I had recorded them and shortly after I released the record. And uh, uh, my mom uh, called me and said, hey, have you seen that you're charting on this billboard thing? I was like, what? And then I looked at it and it said I was number six. And I was like, holy crap, that's very cool. And I uh, instantly just took a video and thanked my fans quote-unquote fans, um, for for supporting me and for getting me there. And I had no idea how it happened, but it happened. And um, it, it opened a lot of doors, actually. So, yeah, and I'm the, and there's grateful not some, for that. there's not some story that, you know, that your management, you know, knew somebody or, or knows the, the right process? I mean, it just happened organically? I didn't have management at that point. Wow. So, but, but I no, want the yeah. listeners to know that, that even though you do have management now, I mean, you are very much the, the face of the DIYer, Yes. <laughs> I was for a long time uh, until, uh, yeah, and I said I said no a lot um, 
to to opportunities to contracts because my my parents taught me that it's okay to to force yourself to be patient with the process and let everything come in its own time. And I'm proud, you know, to have said no and to have stayed true until the time was right because now I'm with a management company and production company called Instrumental and, and they're taking wonderful care of me and they understand who I want to be and they're pushing me to be better and um, and they're letting me follow my dream the way that I want to, you know. And uh, But yeah, before before March... February, March of this year, um, when I signed with them, I was totally independent. Wow. Wow. So this is, this is a recent development for you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Super recent. Well, it's so very when you, new. When you said that you said no to a lot of contracts, what do you mean? What type of contracts were, were you being offered? Um, management contracts, um, sometimes label contracts, and there's no way that I would accept a, a label offer without management. You know, you have to have the proper team that's on your side when signing a, a contract like that, where you're basically signing away your, your, the rights to your songs and everything like this. So, um, and, and your performance rights, I don't know, contracts are very scary for, for young artists who are just excited to get out there and excited to you know, resemble one of their musical influences. And it's very easy to get lost in that and then to find yourself, you know, 10 years later having seriously regretted signed something in, in the heat of the moment and the, you know, the during the excitement of, of some Absolutely. cool, you know, some, some guy in sunglasses telling you that they're going to make you a big star. Yeah, it's, absolutely. Well, sometimes it's, most of the time it's a facade and, and young artists should, should definitely watch out for that, I think. Well, and as you described, you know, when you're when you're 13 and you're in Dubai and you're sending emails to producers or, or whoever ending up on, <laughs> on the Iraqi TV show that, that you described, that's one thing. And, and you know, and, and hats off to you that at such a young age, you were being that aggressive, <clears throat> not to mention that you were getting those results. But, you know, eventually it's like, I don't want to I don't want to downplay it, but okay, it's harmless. I'm sending out emails to producers and to TV shows, but you're right. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, someone comes to you with a contract and says, hey, sign this, you know, and I, wink, wink, will do X, Y, Z for you. Obviously, even at that young age, you say, okay, wait a minute. You know, this is, this is entirely different from trying mm -hmm. to get my song played on the radio or trying to get someone to interview me. And so, yeah. so you, were, you were seeing those, those red flags on your own, it sounds. Well, I was seeing those red flags because my parents taught me to. It's it's all thanks to them. I I was definitely inclined to to sign anything and every and everything that would make me you know that would that would get me closer to John Mayer basically. Um, <laughs> but uh, but they taught me otherwise. And and as I've gotten older, I've realized that they are so in the right. And I'm so happy that I followed their advice because a lot of I think artists uh, when they're 13 or 14 and just coming into their own, they don't they don't have that advice to to follow. So sure sure well. That's uh, that's that's sound advice that you got from your parents, and now you've just given out sound advice to anyone listening who is a, a young aspiring performer that thinks you know that's all I need is for someone to offer me a deal, and and I've got it made. And in fact, um, I can I can remember sitting here in the studio and interviewing Danny Brooks in person. He he had already been on the show, but he swung through Florida, so we had him come back on. This was episode 106, and he talked about that, you know, when you get offered a, a record deal, that's just the start. I can see, I can hear, hmm. that's just the start of it. That's the way yeah. he said it. And, uh, you know, so people think, you know, I get offered a deal and I'm all set, and, you know, and here you are to say, for openers, be very leery. Someone's offering it to you. And secondly, you know, get get someone in the know uh, you know, obviously an entertainment attorney, preferably, um, yes. but, you know, you don't just want to sign anything. No, absolutely. Cause there, there is fine print that, that often gets overlooked by someone who's just excited to, to do music for a living. Another thing I would say, um, is, is that I have many friends who have signed the record deal and then have, have had to fight for their attention within the label, you know, so you yeah, can sign with yeah. this huge label and then, and then spend, you know, five years trying to get even on, on their website. There, there are labels that, that don't even show 75% of the artists that they've signed Oh, I'm sure. and only, yeah, only, uh, shine light on, on the major ones, you know, and, and that's not, that's not fair. There's a lot of injustice when, when it comes to the record, well, you you're, know. You're, you're playing right into my hands here because uh, it gives me an opportunity to tell listeners, go back to uh, episode 173, entertainment attorney Ryan Carella 
was my guest. And we talked on that episode about episode 166 when um, Ashley E. Norton, who's part of the folk slash Americana duo Witherward, told me about the record deal that she was able to get out of. I, I said, by the way, we had you on the show way back on episode six, whatever happened with that record deal. And I was telling the story to, to Ryan Corella. And I said, you know, on episode 166, Ryan, Ashley E. Norton said she was able to get out of it and nothing, there was no harm, no foul. And, and he said, well, lucky her, because because that's a, a rare thing. Um, that is rare. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Listeners, uh, Victoria mentioned the name John Mayer. Stick around. I'm going to bring that name back up to her in just a minute. But first, I want to remind you that uh, I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from London, England, is singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist Victoria Canal. As I mentioned before, she certainly is very much on social media. You will find Victoria on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Her music is streaming on Spotify, and you can purchase Victoria's music on iTunes, Amazon, and other online music retailers. Amazon, if you are going to go there, I know they have an app, but I'd really prefer it if you don't mind going to nhte.net, click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that they'll kick back a few pennies from my piggy bank. Patreon is a way that you can contribute directly to the show. Maybe you don't like going to Amazon. Uh, just go to patreon.com slash nhte or go to nhte.net and click on the Patreon button to get over there. There's some nice thank you rewards for contributing to the podcast. Our Facebook group is called NHTE Listeners. If you want to search on Facebook for it or just go to nhte.net and look for the Facebook group button. If you want to write in, it's podcast at nhte.net. Your emails are always welcome. At nhte.net, you can sign up for the e-newsletter. And don't forget that there's icons there to click on if you want to listen to the show instead of at the website. You can do so through iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, or TuneIn Radio. Please subscribe and tell a friend and engage with us on social media as well. There's icons there for Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram, all on nhte.net. So, Victoria, I'm thinking back to episode 164 of the show, which we recorded live on location in California in January, when Josh mm -hmm. Logan, who had been on The Voice, he performed a Stevie Wonder song and then sat down and, and talked with me after that about his longstanding admiration for him and, and the hope of one day getting uh, to take the stage with Stevie. You list yes. Stevie Wonder along with Tori Kelly, Nora Jones, and here's the name, John Mayer, as influences. <laughs> so if you got the chance to pick one of those four to get to perform with, Stevie Wonder, Tori Kelly, Nora Jones, or John Mayer, which one would you choose and why? I would have to say, it's kind of an e easy answer if, if I'm honest with you. Stevie Wonder, <laughs> wow. uh, yeah, I think has been... You know, I, I love John Mayer more than anybody in this entire world except for Stevie Wonder. Yeah. <laughs> and it's because Stevie, I think Stevie Wonder is just this ethereal vessel of, of music. He understands music more than I think I've ever seen anybody do so. And um, and he he has had such a long, beautiful career of just integrity and and political music and and. My God, just the songs in the key of life changed my my life. Um, you know, the the intro song, just like if you put on the record, I'm looking at my re at the, my record collection right now, and the songs in the key of life is sitting there, and and uh, it just there's nothing like it, and and um, and he he's just a godlike presence on earth, and he has done so much for so many people with his joy. And I actually was just talking to a friend of mine, Judith Owen, yesterday, we wrote a song together and she was telling me how she met Stevie Wonder once and because she's friends with his partner, his longtime partner. And, uh, and he was performing at a party that she was at and he just exuded love and joy and, and pride and, um, creativity. He was, he was like a child, but in the, in the wisest way. And I, I, I adore him. So I think to, to sing with him or just to be in, in a room with him while he plays a piano and sings mm -hmm. a song idea, like that's my ultimate dream. The day that happens is the day I quit music because I'll just be like, it all gets boring from here. Yeah, this I, is the epitome of, of life. As I said <laughs> on, on the Mark Ensign interview, the, the, the whole George Costanza thing of, 
I'm out. I'm going out on that. You know, it's like, you're you're done. You you wrote with Stevie and and what more. I I think I even said to Josh Logan during that interview that I did with him, episode 164, I think I said to Josh Logan that Stevie Wonder is like a genre. His genre of music should just be called Stevie Wonder. It's it's like a a, a genre all of its own. Oh, my gosh. And mind you, Josh Mm -hmm. Logan was very jealous because I had to break it to him that Stevie Wonder had, had just walked like three, four feet away from me the day before I interviewed Josh Logan, there we were at, at Nam. No I'm way! Like, oh look, there's Stevie Wonder right there. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was it was crazy. If I if I would have known you at the time, I would have said, "Oh, Victoria would be flipping out right now." But oh well. <laughs> I uh, I uh, posted this cover of "Isn't She Lovely" on Facebook, and it was one of the the first videos online that got a few million views. And um and the uh, you know the band Earth, Wind, and Fire. Of course, I saw them in concert last year. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, they they commented on the video, and they wow. said, uh, "Yeah, they they said like Stevie would love this or something like that." And then, uh, and uh, I found out that that day, they were actually performing with Stevie Wonder at some festival. So I'm hoping in my in my heart that Stevie Wonder has heard my cover, wow. and and that and that he appreciates it. I don't know if it actually happened, but in my heart, that's what happened. Wow. And if it is, <laughs> then I'm. <laughs> Then I'm I'm a very satisfied human being, but well, uh, yeah, he is amazing. Here's here's something else that's cool. Purely by coincidence, we are now at three guests in four weeks who are 17 or 18 years old. Uh, Katie Bell on episode 175, she's a 17 year old singer songwriter and model based in Atlanta. May Tatro last week on episode 177, she's a 17 year old singer songwriter in the Daytona Beach, Florida area, who I interviewed on location in Orlando. And now here you are, Victoria, at age 18, a singer, songwriter, and multi-instrumentalist who already put out an EP and has a new project in the works. Even though it's it's never too late to pursue one's dream, it seems that more and more performers, and, and I don't know, maybe it's because of American Idol and The Voice and America's Got Talent, it seems more and more boys and girls are starting into music performance and songwriting earlier and earlier these days. Do you agree with that? And, and if so, why do you think it has gone that way? Is it because of reality shows? Uh, I don't know if I would agree with that. I mean, Michael Jackson was 10 or 11 in the 60s, right? Or how, or I guess, no, 70s, 70s, because he was born in 59, I think. And, and he, he became a superstar at, at 10 or 11 years old. And, uh, there are other, there are other child stars that have occurred in the, in the past decades. I can't really put my finger on, on many right now, but I, I, f- I figure the, the musical talent thing comes very early on. And when you're meant to, uh, to pursue or hone, hone your craft, you usually know when you're a kid, it doesn't take, you know, 20 years of, of life to figure it out, to figure out what you want when, when it's so intrinsic and, and just, you're so meant for it, I guess. Um, so I, maybe, maybe so, I wouldn't really agree about the reality TV show thing okay. because I I can't say that that The Voice or American Idol have influenced me in any way for when it comes to my love for music and wanting to do it full time. Well, um, for those of you who are regular listeners to the show, I never ever really talk about what podcasts I listen to, but I like to listen to Jay Moore, uh, comedian Jay Moore, who also is a host on Fox Sports Radio, and he said he doesn't believe in the expression "agree to disagree." It just means you disagree. So, Victoria. <laughs> You and I will politely disagree. <laughs> Absolutely. Sounds great. Uh, Sounds great. We're in the home stretch here. What's something that you have not done in all your music pursuits that you have on your radar as, as a target, you know, for, for probably, say, sooner than later? And I don't mean something like writing with Stevie Wonder. I mean something that you know you're going to do it. You just haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. Um, I would say going on, on a, an international tour with a band would basically be uh, something on my on my radar, on my bucket list that I'd like to do within the next five to ten years, maybe okay. five years. Okay. Um, but I so far I've only toured. You know, as I've told you, I I have been doing the DIY thing for a long time, and usually that that entails carrying my heavy keyboard on my back on a train mm. to a gig alone, and and it's it can be touring can be a lonely process when you're when you're so DIY because there's there's not money pumped into it you know um so I guess going on 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 an established legitimate tour 
opening for uh, for a bigger artist that I've that I've known for a while. That would be within the next year or two. Um, but as far as running my own tour and going on my own tour, that's within the next five five years. Would be to to be able to bring crowds to two shows, and uh, yeah. Okay, but so answer? so being a DIYer then. Is there any thought to when you get ready to do this album later this year? Is there any thought to you doing a crowdfunding campaign? Mm, well, fortunately, my production company will be funding this this ah, record. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, and and that's part of the contract that I've signed. So, okay. uh, but as far as promotion and, and tour support goes, this is the reason that I'm still battling whether to continue independently or to seek out support from a major label. Gotcha. Because if, if we do so, then I have more opportunity to do sure. exactly that, sure. to get out on the road. So that's the compromise, you know? Yeah. Uh, Victoria, we're going to close today with a, a great, great song of yours. I really loved this um, a song called Not Afraid. Before we let you go, tell the listeners all about this song, if you would, please. Absolutely. Not Afraid is a letter that should have been written to me by a guy uh, that was too embarrassed to to express our love to the world. It's the same guy that the City Shoes song is about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this EP was very much inspired by that guy. Uh, but don't worry, this upcoming record is much more varied in its inspiration. Um, not afraid. Yeah, it's it's a it's an anthem for being absolutely unashamed in in loving someone totally and completely and showing them off to the world and uh i i wrote that letter to myself because it's not something that he would do for me <laughs> and that's that was the inspiration for this one did you write this before or after city shoes um i can't remember i think afterwards but i i remember where i wrote it i wrote it in my brother's room in madrid Wow. We had a, yeah, I had a uh I I grew up most most of my childhood I spent in Madrid because my dad's my dad's from Spain. And um and I just remember in 2015 sitting up in that room and I had come up with uh dump 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 down which is the the baseline in the in the intro of the song and uh, I wrote a verse on top of that and then I don't know it just kind of flowed. I I I wrote it in in 15 minutes I think. Wow. Uh, very, very quick. That was that was one of the easiest songs I've ever written. Mm, good stuff. Well, Victoria, this has just been just awesome. I've just really loved this, and, and thank you ever so much thank for, you. for making too. the time. Yeah, I, I appreciate Absolutely. it, and I, and I wish you nothing but the best. Thanks, Bruce. <laughs> Have a good day. And now is the time where I say, listeners, that will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. I do want to truly thank singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist Victoria Canal. Do please engage with her on social media. By that, I mean like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter and Instagram, and subscribe to her YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. As I've said on past episodes, I do all these things myself. I don't ask you listeners to do something that I'm not doing. Today, I followed Victoria on Twitter and Instagram, liked her Facebook page, so please do the same. Remember that her music is streaming on Spotify. Keep up with her online so you can watch for details that she reveals as she continues to work toward her new album. And of course, purchase what she already has out. It's available on iTunes, Amazon, and other online music retailers. Don't forget to visit www.nhte.net and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and repost episodes there, and you can also follow on SoundCloud. Engage with the show, too. Go to nhte.net and click on the icon to go join the Facebook group. You can also write in via the email address podcast at nhte.net. Get with us on the various social media platforms that you'll find links to at nhte.net. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Please also consider supporting the show with a donation through Patreon. There's a button at nhte.net for that. And check out the t-shirts and hats at nhte.net, too. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out with another song by Victoria Canal. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Not Afraid. Some things just aren't meant to be. Yeah. 
But only 